everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 293 for the week of January 25th, 2014. RP Gamers here to bring you the latest in RPG news and discussion. And first off, I have my lovely wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. That's right. She's introduced first because she's awesome and I'm married to her. Unlike Mr. John Yearworth. Uh, is it the 25th of January already? Where's mm-hmm. this month gone? I don't know. It evaporated. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, Manny, Emmanuel Marino, do you know where the month gone? Uh, yes. Quickly marching to our graves. Oh, that's depressing. Let's just shut this no, off and go through our all, bucket man. list. Everything ends. Everything falls apart. Everything dies. So enjoy the time that you have now. Hug your loved ones. Do things you love. Enjoy your hobbies. I want to hug why Anna. Not? Huh? I want to hug Anna. Well, then come here and get it. Oh. No, you come here and give me one. No. Oh. You no, guys aren't no enjoying hugs. the time you have. I know. We're not. <laughs> All right. That's our cast for this morning. I know some... Uh, Judging by the feedback I got this week, uh, it would appear that last week we had a Lucifer cast, which we did. So I wanted to let you all know, all of you who are tuning in with trepidation, no Sean this week. I try to space him out extraordinarily sparingly nowadays. I know how much trauma he can cause to people's lives. So no Sean, no Sean this week, no Sean next week. Don't worry. It's okay. You can come out now. You can leave feedback. You can call the Google voice number. Just calm down. Here's a relax it. Here's a relaxation exercise for you. I want you to inhale and count to seven. And then exhale and count to ten. Do you feel better? Dead air. Do Dead you feel air. better now? I hope I've put you all to sleep while you're driving. All right, let's get on with what we're recently playing. Manny, let's start with you. What have you been playing? Skyrim. Skyrim! The game that never ends. It says the game that never ends. Okay, so... um, Okay, progress report. Yeah. I am now the Archmage and the Harbinger of the Companions. I don't even... Oh, yes, cool. Yes. Those are short quest lines. I'm finding I'm having more fun. Well, you know why I've, I've been so busy? I've been doing a lot of the Daedra quests. And those the Daedra quests are usually like the most interesting and varied things in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I mean, in uh, in an Elder Scrolls game. Uh, is that still true in Skyrim? I didn't oh, hear that they were so. as good in that one. Okay. More so. Okay, good. Like, which ones did you do? Out of curiosity. Uh, I didn't... I, I think I unlocked a, a quest line and never fin- and never started it with the Daedra stuff. I just... Oh, are you kidding me, man? It's some of the best stuff that we like. Let me give you some examples. We got haunted houses. We got talking dogs. Uh, assassinations. Eating dead people with Jedi mind tricks. I just want to know how Sheo Gorath is in it. Oh, that's like the best one. Oh, good, good. Well, I, I hadn't heard good things about him in this in this version, so I was what? Worried. Who said that? It's great. I don't know. It was a long time ago, and I haven't finished Skyrim, and I have a lot more playing to do. I haven't even finished um, Shivering Isles. My playthrough of that, so which Ooh. is funny because you skipped all of Oblivion and went right to Sherry Niles because yeah. you, you wanted a condensed and short Oblivion That's right. experience. That's so right. you could move on to other things. Right. And you didn't even play the short one. Well, I did play it for like fifteen hours, but I never all finished right. it. No, you, no. Know? <laughs> you know what? You wanna know what's funny? What? Is I could stop playing Skyrim right now. And that, and that means I didn't touch 
the Thieves Guild quest line or the Dark Brotherhood or finish the main quest or finish all the danger quests. And you know what? I still would have played for like 40, 50, 60 hours and I would feel completely satisfied. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I people always say like, I, I remember like uh, Garnet Lee used to say like, are the do these games like these games are a failure or they have a, some kind of failing because what does it say about the story that you don't want to finish it and you get lost? And I always thought like, no, I mean, how about the fact that I spent 60 hours and had it and like, that's like six times longer than I would have spent with several other games. And I had fun the entire time. Who cares if I saw the credits or the, the end point that we determine is the end. Mm-hmm. I, I still had a great time. Alright. 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 So, so, so my point is, even, even if you're done with Oblivion, you still played for 15 hours. That's nothing to scoff at. I mean, and if yeah, you had fun... No, you're right. You're right. You're right, right, right. Um, I, I still want to finish Skyrim, though. And by finish Skyrim means I do want to finish the main story, and I want to do some Daedra quests, and like one guild... And then I think I feel like I'm good. You know, I think you should do. I think Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood are probably the best guilds. I thought I had heard again that Dark Brotherhood wasn't as good this time around either. But I, the, you know, the funny thing is the side quests I don't feel are that great. I feel like they're short and they're terse and it just just sort of ends. Boom. While I'm finding like the the most interesting quest so far is the main quest, and some just some weird like city main quests. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, like the stuff in Markarth seems pretty great. Hmm. So, who knows? Who knows indeed. Well, Anna, what have you been playing this week? I know because I'm updating the YouTube playlist for it right now. <laughs> Final Fantasy Twelve. Anna's been streaming it still. You're up to 15 videos up there. Yep. One of so... which is 10 minutes in length because of the technical issue. But other oh, than that... yeah, we probably can just get rid of that one. Oh, no, I kept it. Ugh. That's part 10, part one. <laughs> Followed by part 10, part two. <laughs> Excellent. Um, oh, that must have been the one you kicked out the cord. Yeah. Jerk. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing lots of Final Fantasy twelve. So I'm up to, I believe, about 31 hours in game. Um, that's not 31 hours that I've streamed because there's been a, a few. There's been about four to five hours that I've just grinded and done. Um what do you call them? Hunts. And that's just all been off stream. So, but I've been having a lot of fun with it and lots of people have been popping by and saying hi and watching and yay for everybody that's been doing that and keep doing it. Um, if you're not already getting the emails, you can go to our Twitch TV slash RP gamer, twitch.tv slash RP gamer and give the channel a follow and then it will email you when I go live. And most days that is sometime between 12 and 3 central. And then I will end sometime between 3 and 6 central. And then sometimes I do evenings as well. And I don't know if you know this, but according to our Facebook comments, that game Final Fantasy XII is terrible. Yes. Stop playing it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. There, every time I put up a post saying, hey, I'm playing Final Fantasy XII, it, it happens... Everybody on Twitter loves 12. Everybody on Facebook hates 12. Well, it just goes to show you how terrible Facebook has become. (laughs) 
So yeah, beyond that, I also finished Apollo Justice, and I'm on the fourth of the five cases in uh, Miles Edgeworth Investigations. And that's been going good. And that's pretty much been my week. Gaming. Chris, I forgot. Cool. I forgot to tell you, Chris. What? 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 I have ass. I have awesome. I have awesome. Uh, Dragon Bone armor. Oh yeah, I have that stuff. It's awesome. Don't you, you look Except like we, a badass? Now I know where all my time in Skyrim went. <laughs> uh. Making making uh, armor. That's yeah. That's my Skyrim experience in a nutshell. I I really enjoyed making my armor, and now I hear like there's more, like past that or something. Oh yeah, there's some there's some new armor added with the Dragonborn expansion. Yeah, so I gotta go make that now. So you can look like those. Remember the Morrowind guards? No. With their crazy bone mold armor, it was all yellow and like elongated heads. No, but why not? I'll just say I do. Okay. Sure, you can do that now. <laughs> all right. Sure, I'll make that. Oh, all right. Uh, let's yeah, twelve see. is pretty good. I don't know why people hate that so much. Just because it's not. I your really typical like twelve, and the music is awesome because it's Sakamoto music, so it sounds like Tactics, which is weird. I've been listening to twelve music as Anna plays it, and in my head, like when I'm not watching her play that game, in my head is Tactics music oh, because yeah, it makes it totally me think is, of that. So I, it's it's really weird. Yeah, and I mean, I love the music from twelve. Like I can just sit there and listen to it because yeah, it really transports me to um, Tactics and Tactics Advance. You know, Anna, it tells me, it just tells me that some people just want the same thing over and over again. Don't experiment. Don't try new things. Just give me the same old thing I've been playing for the last 20 years because that's what I like. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, John. John. Yeah, I'm still here. What have you <clears throat> been playing this week? Wait, John, do you like Final Fantasy XII? No, not really. <gasps> oh. Give I'm him not the, the same kind of, old thing. Yeah, but I'm not the kind of person who goes on Facebook to rant about it. I just don't like it that much. Oh, so you're like respectful of other people's opinions? I know, shocking, that right? That is, you don't belong on the internet then. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I know. I should just, <laughs> should quit. I, I'll just, quit I'll just go now. I'm, I'm, Hand I'm over done. your card. Okay. Just turn in your card. Yep. <sighs> well, I have been playing stuff this week. What's that? Okay, so um, it's kind of funny actually mentioned, when Manny mentioned Skyrim was um, one of the things I tried to do this week was try and uh, – was just to sort of poke around the mod scene for Crusader Kings 2. Have I spoken about Crusader Kings 2 before? I think so. Yeah, I think I brought it up at least once. But there is a – as well as a very competent Game of Thrones mod, which I'm not especially interested in because I was never particularly that interested in the series, uh, there is also an Elder Kings mod – which is uh, tries to recreate um, what's the name of the world that um, Elder Scrolls take place in again? Tamriel. Tamriel, yes. Um, yeah, so basically, technically, it tries to re- Tamriel is just the continent. Yeah, well, the the, the mod only mods uh, only has the continent of Tamriel, oh, okay. all right. um, but it has all of the various provinces of it. You know, Skyrim, uh, the one that Skyrim takes place in, which is Skyrim, isn't it? <laughs> Skyrim? I, so, I don't know yeah. that much about it, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what bothers me is that probably nerds are going, technically in the wrong, but the actual world is called, and then you ask them, so tell me about the actual planet and some of the, con- um, well, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, John, the, the region names are all the game names. So Daggerfall, Morrowind, Shivering Isles. Um, yeah, Oblivion the exception is the demons. Is Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, stuff like that. Which is... <laughs> yeah, even David's correcting me on these things. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Man. However, there was so... one... There was one small problem was as competent as the mod looks like it's been put together, uh, you know, they've included everything like um, religions, um, like new dynasty structures to accommodate how unusual dynasties work in these games. Uh, I wasn't able to get it to work, (laughs) which is a shame. Um, I think which is odd because I was able to get the Game of Thrones one to work so I could at least see the world map. And then that one stopped working as well. I Ooh. think they. I think um, Paradox recently put oh. out a new patch oh. or something. Does the world broke. map work like the Game of Thrones opening title sequence? I don't know. With like stuff moving and being all mechanical and stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, I could. I don't know. I'll throw you a screenshot or something like that. I'm um, sure it's not. <laughs> that would be <laughs> like impossible, but that'd be cool. I mean, the, the, well, I mean, I think. Because I've seen um, screenshots of what the world map's meant to look like, and it, it does look like a pretty well-crafted rec- recreation of um, Tamriel. Uh, I just wasn't able to play it. Um, and I think that's because they recently put out a new patch, and that broke some some mod compatibilities here and there. <sighs> uh, so I wasn't able to do much with that. Um, I have been playing a lot of Planet Side 2 this week, mostly because um, I've discovered... I don't know when they did this... But fairly recently, I think they put um, they allowed infiltrators to carry submachine guns instead of just exclusively sniper rifles. Um, so I have mostly been playing Planet Side Two as a close range infiltrator, which wasn't a playstyle that you could do previously because you were restricted to pistols because your primary weapon was always a sniper rifle, hmm. um, and that is a lot of fun. Um, and it has actually improved my. Uh, sort of general overall statistics in terms of kills versus deaths um, in playing a lot more aggressive close ranged and using the cloak ability offensively is uh, interesting and fun um, Planet Side 2 is free to play, go play it if you like shooting things um, and the only reason Gundam Extreme Versus is on my list is I've been, I managed to fix my capture card um, it turns out the HDMI cable that was still plugged into it was causing interference to the audio output and ah. so i just unplugged that um so i've got that working again and um i'm just uh getting back into gundam extreme versus because the updated version of it comes out in a week and i've already pre-ordered it and uh i'm planning on playing some online matches possibly screaming streaming some of them that sort of thing um so yeah that's pretty much my week yeah, that works. Oh, Gundam Extreme versus... I can't play that here, right? Sorry? That's not a game in the U.S., right? No, of course not. No, of course not. <sighs> oh, but if you do want to play something similar, you can uh, pick up Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, Sengoku Basara. Oh, no, those Samurai. are the... Um, no. The uh, Gundam Extreme versus is more of a uh, like a sort of arena-based 3D fighting game than uh, Dynasty Warriors. Oh, okay. I don't so know what it's something... probably plays closer to something like Zone of the Enders more than anything else. I think we got the Dynasty Warrior Gundam we did. games. We we didn't get the most recent one, but oh, we have the got the other one. three. Oh. Well, we if you do want robot fighting, this. we got <laughs> yeah, three we got... of them. Yeah. Wow. All right, Chris. Here you go. Robot I'm, I'm fighting. Pretty, 
I'm pretty sure the third one even came with a uh, even came with the Japanese voices. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Okay, so you can play Megromancer, Phantom something something, Chrome Hounds, Hawken. You can play. <laughs> I'm just starting to realize how you have a lot of options if you like giant robots doing stuff. It's uh, yeah, the the options have certainly increased fairly recently now. You can play Mechromancer. That was fun. No, that that's Borderlands Two. No, Mechromancer. Yeah. Quinn, what's the name of that? Remember, it was like in the Dreamcast era. It was a two D fighting game with giant mechs. Uh. Well, there was a three D one, but that was Virtual On, and that was the Saturn era. Yeah, but this one was like 2D, and it was like these big mechs on the, both sides of the screen, and they were fighting each other. Someone in the chat must know what I'm talking about. Mm. Oh, well. Hold on. To I'm gonna was, it it li- was it a licensed one? No, it, they were all original mech designs. Okay. Because I know there was at least one licensed 2D the one. Assault Suit Lanos 2? No. Oh. I really do think it was called like Mechs, Mechromancer or something. It could have been. I'm just telling you, Borderlands 2 is a Mechromancer as a class. Oh, those right. bastards. I'll <laughs> never find it. it on Wikipedia now. See, they, the Saturn people forgot to trademark it. You know, who knows what it is. Something similar. Uh, we'll learn more about that later. Someone is screaming at the podcast, I know, it's not called Mechromancer, it's called blah blah blah. You're Ooh. getting confused. Oh, don't worry about it so much. So I played, on my phone, I played an iPhone game. <gasps> okay. Are you playing, uh, I know what you're playing, you're playing Ninja Village. No. What's Ninja oh. Village? It's a, the new Kurosoft game, Ninja Village, where you run a Ninja Village, but it's not just like a typical sim game. I mean, like the typical Kurosoft sim game, because eventually you can take your Ninja Village and take your citizens and then start building an army, like a foot soldiers, Why do we samurai, like yet? Ashigaru. I'm working on uh, it, and I'm working on it. <laughs> and archers, and then, you, and then from there, you take over all of feudal Japan with your little uh, Ninja Anna, they also have a sushi game. I'm getting that too. <gasps> yes. <laughs> The sushi spinnery. Um, yeah, it's been a while since. I, oh, they've oh, got and you can yeah, and you can hire. Uh, there's no in-app purchases, which is great. It's all in the game. But then yeah, you can Kyrosoft hire like little is. animals to improve your army and take over Japan faster. That's fantastic. There is uh, there is one Kairosoft game that does have in-app actually. Which one? Yeah, that one is uh, terrible. It's gross. It's filthy with it. I probably just bought it. <laughs> what is it? No, no. It's no. It's, it's actually a free one. So oh, okay. It's the one. Yeah, yeah. The one. Dreamhouse days. Yeah, I think that's that one. Ninja yeah. Village is actually a complete game on its own. And it's a iOS Universal for the flick. They never do that. Yeah, Dreamhouse Days. I have, I have, I actually, have that's through. not true, Manny. I'm, I'm looking through. Beastie Bay is Universal. Dungeon Village, know, Universal. Started, Ninja recently, Village, but, Universal. But, but the other one, the other game that's similar to Ninja Village, whether you go out and take your armies to fight, is uh, the Astro game. And that one is a Universal. Cafeteria, Naponica. Oh, yeah, I remember that. The Star Trek one. Pocket Stables is universal. Um, the Sushi Spinnery is universal. Pocket Clothier is universal. Epic but Astro a lot of those are. Not. But a lot of the new universal ones are also full with in-app purchases. No. I uh, I have to wait for the game to come out on Android because all, all right. of my stuff's Android. Well, you get other oh, yeah. ones. The Ninja Village apparently has been on Android for like the last year. Yeah, they like, they okay. they develop like simultaneously and then port to the other whatever they developed for the other one. Ah, uh, okay. It, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. So they'll they'll do Ninja Village on one and the cafeteria on the other, and then cross port them later. Yeah, 
it's on um, the Google Play Store right now and has a 4.5 rating with 182 with 152 votes. 852 votes. I'm just saying that's high. Usually, everyone on the on the app on the so Google John, Play Store. So, John, go get your Ninja Village. Yeah, it sounds like I need to, doesn't it? Yes. 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 Become I, the Shogun. I, Shogun. I make it a rule to own every Kairosoft game. It's just, that's like mobile gaming in a nutshell condensed. Like, I need something to play for the next three hours because I feel sick right now. You bust out a Kairosoft game and two days later you're done with it. But it's like, wow, that got me through. I know what Quinn's going to name his his, uh, his clan. It's going to be the Yearworth clan. He's going to be, <laughs> and the Yearworth Shogun. Like, seriously, guys, I have a folder just named Cairo. Like, it's just for Kairosoft games. <laughs> All right. The end. Uh, okay, so, no, I've been playing an Adult Swim game. Because um, some of their games are pretty decent. Was, that, was it called Not Watch Their TV Shows? Yes, that's the name of the game. Um, I win that game. Um, no, this is uh, Castle Doombad, which is like My Life as a Dark Lord on the Wii, sort of. You know, uh, you are a uh, you are the evil master. You own a castle, and you're trying to stop all the heroes trying to break into your castle. So it's kind of like pseudo. It's like uh, you're setting up a tower defense, but more in a um, linear tr- heroes going through your castle sort of way. So think Dungeon Keeper more. But yeah, so you set up all the traps and monsters, and you you kill things. You get more currency. You set up more traps and monsters. And Anna's typing, even though she promised she was done. Yep. Mute my microphone. Arr. Uh Yeah, so Castle Doombad, it's like, I don't know, two bucks or whatever. Um, really fun and uh, quick battles and you can progress. It's one of those beat a stage, move on to the next stage. There's like, what, 45 stages in the game. Um, I'm two-thirds of the way through. And you can level up your traps and stuff as you play through the game. So your traps become stronger. So if you find one that you like and you want to like be able to just dominate with that trap on earlier levels you just level it up go back and play the earlier ones get more credits and continue that little feedback loop of progressing your character so i like that that's a that's got a good loop for a mobile game um i also played a real game broken age my uh one of the first kickstarter games and that uh went super big and uh the, probably the i think the first kickstarter game i've played to completion because i didn't finish shadow run yet so, Broken Age, I finished it, took me about three hours, maybe two and a half, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, and you didn't it, finish it, you still got part two to come soon. Um, yeah. What? Oh, no, yeah, No, you yeah, said the yeah. first Kickstarter game I finished, it's like, ah, you're only halfway there. Ah. Did you lose your train of thought? Go ahead, Anna. Do we even know when the second part is coming out? No. Who knows? Later this year, hopefully? Yeah, th- I think so, right? At so, least this year. So Broken Age, uh, regardless of all that, was really fun. I really enjoyed the story. I like playing the game. Uh, the only complaint I would have is that they didn't wait and release the whole thing at once because it's just a major cliffhanger, and I don't like that. Um, so I would have rather they taken longer rather than taken shorter. Um, it, uh, I'm starting to understand a little bit why people are complaining about how they use their money. Because this game did not need Elijah Wood voice acting for it. Um, but it's nice that he did. I hope he didn't cost them a lot of extra money. Uh, this game did not need Jack Black doing voice acting for it. But it's nice that he did. <laughs> I th- I think you guys... You guys have access to the documentaries, don't you? Yeah. But you're not watching watch any them. of them. No, I'm going to now. 
because it's not interest in them. Because it's not as it's well, it's not as like oh, who can we get to do this stuff? If you actually watch the documentaries, it's more like Elijah Wood's like, man, that thing is awesome. I wish I could help out with that. And then Tim Shaver's like, hey, you want you can voice somebody. He's like, cool, I'll totally do that. Yeah, because that just happens. No, it really did. All right, all right, all right. So that's good. And then, I I don't know. Uh, So Broken Age feels like any other indie adventure game coming out right now, except it's very polished. The voice acting is very good. The sound effects are very good. The graphical style is cohesive. So it's, it's not like every indie adventure right. game. <laughs> yeah, it's not like every indie game because it's like it's well produced, but it's kind of got that short thing, and it's not like an experience that you couldn't get from a normal indie team that didn't get multiple millions of dollars in donations or whatever. But at the same time, it's got that nice feel like one of Double Fine's small projects that's that's just been well well put together and well well honed. Um, I, I, I think as the Kickstarter back goes, you're missing half the point of this project, which, which is, is to see best. how the sausage is made. Well, that was the apparently the whole point of the project. Uh, I was listening honestly, to Tim, that is like yeah. that, that is fifty percent of the project. Tim Tim was on um, the Giant Bomb the Quick Look talking about how the real goal of this thing was to show people how a game was made, not you know the the game be awesome. But it turned out that they got a ton of money to make the game awesome too, which is great. So. Um, I'm. That's why I'm excited to go and watch the documentaries now. Yeah, that's I thoroughly enjoy them, and I learned a lot about their process, how they work, the problems they ran into. Just sort of just see where that money is actually going, and you actually understand. It's easy just to say, "Oh, Tim Schafer, use your terrible money." Blah blah blah. What the hell's wrong with you? But then to actually see the process and go through the journey with them, you're like, "Oh, I understand why they made this choice." Oh, that's why they didn't do this. Oh, I may not agree, but I understand at least. Yeah. yeah, so I, I guess I'm I'm looking at it now. Uh, I was before. I just don't like all this drama about criticizing the money and needing more money and investing their own money in the game and all this baloney. And I I hated that whole discussion uh, until we got to see the product. And now I'm seeing the product, and it's a wonderful product. And I think all that discussion is pointless and ridiculous. And you can criticize up and down the spending of money on any video game product. But let's look at the end product that they gave out. And most we have a lot of games that don't come out with a good product. And here's one that did come out with a good product. So I, I don't care about the drama. I don't care about how they had to delay the game other than I think that they should have just delayed the whole thing until it was done. I don't care about how they supposedly ran out of money or whatever that baloney was that people are misquoting and misunderstanding. But it's it's done. The game is fantastic so far. I'm very excited to see the second half. And I think um, I think <laughs> the proof of this one's in the pudding. And so all that drama and stuff that people were having, uh, just shut up. It's 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 a good game. Stop worrying about it. Just enjoy the thing. <laughs> if you didn't back it, just buy it when the whole thing comes out, and you'll have a fun time playing it. So uh. I do like that. No matter where you purchase it, though, you're going to get it. The whole thing as a free update. Oh yeah, yeah. That's nice too. You don't have to buy it in two pieces. Yeah. <gasps> car alarm in the background okay they got take care of um I, I i realized what the name of the game was i was thinking of okay it is techromancer on the dreamcast techromancer uh does sound vaguely familiar actually now that you mention it yeah it's like they had a bunch of like inspired mechs but they were all original and they were like these big lumbering things that fought each other very much in anime style 
good fun. Okay. So thank you, chat, for telling me about that. <laughs> mm. You know, I hear though from from what I hear though, even though part one is short, part two is going to be longer. Is it? Like, like from from what I hear, in the estimates is like just in like their uh, their forums and stuff that the final game will probably end up being like six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. So maybe like four or five more hours after this one, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine for yep. like an adventure game, eight hours. Yep. Yep. Oh. Um. Let's see. Oh, and the one other thing, I I got invited in the Steam in-home streaming beta this week. And I tried to do it and started streaming Borderlands 2 to my MacBook. And it looked really pretty. And the quality seemed all right. And then Steam wanted to update, so I let Steam update. And now it doesn't work anymore. I can't find my other computers and let me stream anything anymore. <laughs> like, all right. Refresh my memory. What is the the Steam in-home streaming uh, it is two computers running Steam on them. You can stream games being played on one to the other. And it doesn't matter the power of the second machine streaming it, right? Right. Yeah. So the ideal, ostensibly, you would stream from your PC to your Mac, you know, so you can or to your Linux box, so you can play all the Windows games with your nice graphics card on your Mac laptop or Linux box that doesn't have that hardware. And eventually they're going to have something like a Chromecast or an Apple TV where you can just stream it straight to your TV through a little tiny box? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. All right. Cool. Cool. I like Blitz Mages in the chat room like, $25 for eight hours. No, thanks. It's like um, people pay $60 for eight-hour games. People pay $60 for six-hour games. (laughs) true. It's like, okay. Is, hey, is, that, is Broken Age actually $25? Yeah. Okay, I, I do agree that that price is too high because this feels like any any of... Uh, it kind of feels like they're um, $15 games, you know, like um, Costume Quest and stuff. Well, except it's going to be longer than Costume Quest, I suppose. That's a good point. Hmm. I can think about that some more. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like buying game by the pound, games by the pound. Because yeah, I mean, if you if you feel like you want an adventure game, which I do, I want a well written adventure game. This is a well written adventure game, so I'm happy to pay full price for it. Um, if you don't like well written adventure games, don't buy this. <laughs> well, not for you. I always think I'd rather have like a, a good twelve hour experience than a mediocre forty hour one. Yeah. Just because I need more game. I mean, I have more game. I probably have thirty games in my backlog that are all un- under the category of must play. Like. Yeah. That's 30 must-play games, all high-quality, amazing games in my backlog. So for me to go out and buy another game just because it's long or it's going to give me a lot of content, I have more content than I can probably play my lifetime. Give me a better experience. So at the same time, though, um, if you wanted to play Broken Age, would you just do like people in the chat room are saying? Would you wait for a Steam sale when it's going to show up at 750 or something? Hey, you know what though? Everything goes to um, goes on sale. If hey, that's yeah. your pro- is that your prerogative, go for it, bro. Yeah. Right. No, that, I mean, yeah. if, the only way, reason why you would pay full price for it is a you want to support uh you want to support Double Fine or you have to have it right now. And if you don't want to support Double Fine because you don't love them that much and you don't need to play it right now, of course, save your money. All right. Oh, I hate this discussion for so many reasons. So I'm just going to move on to. Our I know, feedback. I know, money, money, and hours. And it's just, uh, it's it, 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 it's such, a, it's such a 
it's such a degree of removal from why we actually play games for these yeah. good experiences. I, it, it's like this particular game is it's exists to show you about why how games are made, and yet all people can talk about with this game is the process. And I kind of only really was interested in in the end result. So it seems like having a discussion about this game just isn't going to happen the way I want to have it because the whole point of this game was to draw attention to the process of making games. I, I would love to hear you. I would love to have this conversation to you with you again after you watch at least a few episodes of documentary. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. So we'll, we'll do that. Well, we got a little bit of feedback, so let's go over it. Uh, our question of the week was, "Why do you listen to the RPG cast?" So first responder was, um, "Oh shoot, <laughs> I forgot to put the names in here." Oh no, I feel bad. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me go get their name while you uh, vamp for me here. Uh, all right. Oh, Victor. Victor wrote in and said, I love RPGs, hearing what other people p- think of RPGs, and sometimes the vicarious experience of RPGs that I will never play because life is too short. Um, two, uh, the podcast is free. Can't beat the price for audio to entertainment during work or World of Warcraft. And three, the only thing more boring than work is grinding 9,999 dinosaur bones or 10 sky shards or, well, you get it, for a mount in World of Warcraft. Uh, what would I like to see more of? Perhaps more talk about the 3DS eShop, Xbox Indie Games, or whatever the Xbone has in that department, or the PS3, PS4 online store. I'm surprised no one has mentioned River King on the 3DS eShop, have they? Since that's a Natsume RPG that I bought and cannot figure out how to play. Tossing that one to Anna. (laughs) Okay, I'm trying to remember how to get to the instruction manual. While you're in the game, you hit the home button, and you hover over the game, and then at the bottom, there should be an option for it. I think that's how you get to it. Yeah, that sounds Hmm. right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And there should be lots of game facts for that thing by now, right? Mm, it was a Game Boy Color game, so I'm not really sure what's out there for it. Oh, okay. Uh, what would he like to see less of? Victor, Victor would like to see less hatred for other reviewers, especially GameFAQs reviewers. Yes, I'm biased because I am a GameFAQs reviewer, and I've reviewed some indie RPGs that RPGamer hasn't touched yet. I actually like game FAQ re- reviewers. Yeah, I... it's the forums that we tend to have issues with and like the comments thereupon. There's right. no particular site that I don't like the reviewers for. I don't like reviewers who play two hours and then write a review. Mm. That's my beef. Yeah. And that happens across the board. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. All right. I'm sorry if I felt like I was pooping on game FAQs <laughs> and their reviewers, because honestly, I'm really not. Yay. Hug it out. You and Victor. Ugh. All right. Why do I listen <laughs> to RPG cast, says Noodle? Because I like listening to something on Saturday mornings when I wake up and it amuses my face. Okay, well, thank you. I wonder how many people turn us on in the background so their dogs don't feel like they're alone when they go out for the night. <laughs> we, we entertain their pets? That's what you're saying? You know, you turn, you turn on the radio so your dog doesn't feel like he's alone. <laughs> uh, oh, man. People are still pooping on Tim Schafer in the chat room. Gosh. I don't understand the hate. I just don't. If you're putting out good games, forget the forget the drama. You're You're looking at it. With too much criticism. Also, like I don't even get the hate. It was like a good game. Because he he wanted millions of other people money to make a game that shouldn't cost millions to make. That's the basic beef. Yeah, but you also are completely ignoring the fact that not everybody universally likes this game. No. Oh, but like, how about this though? I'm not. I'm not that crazy about uh, Cliff Blazinski and the stuff he puts out. 
doesn't mean I rail, rail against him on Twitter or like, oh, that Cliff Blazinski is always opening his mouth. It's like, who cares? <laughs> if you don't care, move. There's, I got better things to do in my life than be angry at people I don't know. Oh, well. All right, let's move on. I said we You know what? I don't like He's always saying things on the internet. No, no, I promise. Let's. All right. The end. Uh, let's see. Let's find our news because that's what it's time for now. The news. Boop, 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 boop. All right, so this you, is I got the news. news. I got a new story number one for you. All right, what is it? Uh, NASA is celebrating the tenth anniversary of the Mars rovers. The Mars rovers working on Mars. Yeah, go Mars working. No, I'm just serious. Like, the Mars rover opportunity has what been was, on Mars. For I was ten, listening to some podcasts. They said they found a donut on there or something. Oh, whatever. It's been on there for 10 years. Uh, it was supposed to – the mission was only supposed to last for like three months. Still going 10 years later. That's Yeah, amazing. it's the Jelly Donut Rock. I've got a picture of it up now. That's really weird. All right. Well, back to RPG news. <laughs> now the discussion is would you play a David Cage RPG in the chat room? <laughs> the resulting – Hell no. All right. Whatever. This game's basically RPGs. Just add a couple of levels and it's done. <laughs> you can experience up your... I don't even know how that would work. All right. SOE. No, this is the end. Let me start at the beginning. Um, Conception 2. Yes. They had uh, some revelations this week from Conception 2. That's the Atlas published game coming out for v- 3DS and Vita. Uh, da, da, da. This is the one where you are... <sighs> The main character is required to undergo the class mating ritual with heroines in order to produce star children. Yes, you heard me right. Um, and they're showing off, and we have it on our thing, the, the classmates that you can um, classmate with, I guess. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. You can go look at the pictures online and just ponder what you that means. You need to kiss people to get better powers. Oh, of course. But I still say Tulip did it first. Yeah. Kisu, Kisu. <laughs> Does anyone play the Lightning Return demo? Because it's out now. Um, yes and no. You played it? Well, no. It's out now, yes and no. No, it's out now. Well, if you're on the Xbox, you can only get it right now if you're gold. Yeah, that's normal for them, though. Yeah, so there, I think people it's coming are... out either this, choos- this Thursday or this Tuesday. The 28th. Or... Yeah, okay, so. Yeah. Uh, gold got it like 10 days ahead of time. So it's out on both systems, mm-hmm. and uh, Gold got it ahead. I haven't played it yet because I haven't finished ten two or 13.2, rather. So I didn't want to spoil stuff, so eh, whatever. Uh, Dark Souls 2 had a trailer, and showing off more stuff from Dark Souls 2. You can go check that out on our site. Um, let's see. I have... Wait, this is the is this the one I watched last week? I don't remember. There's a lot of stuff being killed and scary enemies, and it looks awesome. So, can't wait for Dark Souls 2. Uh, Rune Factory 4. Sad news, John. I know you've been counting on this, but Rune Factory 4 will not be coming out to Europe. Oh, no. Marvelous AQL. And I want everybody listening to understand this. Marvelous AQL has announced it's not coming out to Europe. This is not a Natsume decision. Natsume doesn't even publish Rune Factory 4 in the U.S. So please don't go on Natsume's social media and complain to them about Rune Factory 4. (laughs) All right? People are going to anyway, you know? I know, but it affects my life when they do it because it affects my wife. Well, and here's the thing is people are actually going to just about every single company out there and asking them to to publish it in Europe, not realizing that it's the company that owns the game that canceled it. 
That means they're really not interested in it coming out in Europe right now. Well, no, I think it's more of an issue of in order to insert a translation back into a into a game, you need the original developer. Yeah. And the original developer doesn't exist anymore. Neverland oh. shut down. But then how do we get an English version? Because we got the English version in North America before Everland, Neverland nope. shut oh, down. Oh, and you can't release a game in Europe with just English, can you? Well, you can, but the problem is, is the North American translation would still have to have been altered. Oh, because you have to have... Wait, but we get games that just have European spellings. How come they can't handle a game with uh, U.S. spellings? Because Peggy has a bigger stick up their butt than the ESRB. Oh, okay. Pretty much. I didn't know that was a requirement for rating. All right. Hmm. Blackguards is out. Uh, this is the game that every week we forget what it is. What's uh, this game about again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, I Honestly, it looks to me like a tactical RPG with leveling up and stuff. I own this game because they sent me a code. I have it on Steam. I still haven't played it. Uh, but now everybody can buy it. Woo-hoo. I can't vouch for it at all. But uh, I just want to let you know it was out and there's a demo. So you can you can figure it out for yourself and write into the show at podcast.rpgamer.com and let us know if it's any good. Do we have a review up for Blackguards? No? I bet you Alex is working on it. It's probably what he's working on right now, playing through that game or something. Oh, well. Anyway. Might and Magic 10 is also out now. Who's been Who's been waiting for a new Might and Magic first-person game? Nobody. Not, exact, not exactly high on my list of priorities. <laughs> they, they put out a video for it, but I, I haven't found any gameplay in the video yet. Um, yeah, there's crazy collector's editions and stuff. Um whatever it's out you can play it it's on steam um it's been out in early access so now it's like a final version so there you go old school rpg mechanics grid-based movement dungeons with puzzles and traps so uh, i think if you're kind of the sort who really like uh legend of grimrock or maybe some etrian odyssey action you should really consider this title Uh, go check some reviews hopefully we'll have one up soon i hope and uh then you can uh see if this is the game for you uh next up is tokaden which is from wait, Tech wait, wait. Koi. Yeah. There's another game that released this week. What? Uh, Might and Magic 10 Legacy. That's what I just said. Oh. I thought you were still talking about Black Cards. No. Sorry. <laughs> I got lost. Like a full discussion on Might and Magic 10. Okay. <laughs> Tokiden is the next game. Uh, there, it's a Vita RPG. There's a demo up now. You can download in North America. Europeans can get it on the 29th, the demo. And it, you get to see the first two chapters in it. And I don't know nothing else about this game other than it's called Tokaden, the um, Age of it's Demons. It's a Monster Hunter clone. Oh, okay. That tells me all I need to know. <laughs> um, then I really want to wait for reviews on this one because Monster Hunter... Actually, I think the clones for Monster Hunter in general have been pretty good, haven't they? Because a lot of times what they'll do is take out some of the annoyances of Monster Hunter. So, hmm. All right. Project Phoenix, that's the game that's got all these really fancy JRPG mem- uh, creators who from other games, except none of them did anything important on those games, right? You say, but you said creators. That implies they created something other than a cup of coffee. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, so we've, we've talked about this in the past. But they, they are now accepting play pay, PayPal pledges, 
and you can go and continue to support that game and get in early on it. Uh, the Kickstarter's over, so you can just... Um, this is kind of the only way you're going to be able to do it. And you can contribute towards the stretch goals. Uh, the next one is $1.65 million, which adds two additional zones, side stories, and a musical collaboration. So, uh, I don't know. Project Phoenix is not one that I supported. Uh, oh, wait. I, I, again, I may have thrown a dollar in because I'm getting all the emails. And that's just what I wanted was to get the emails. Actually, I think I found a way to get emails without donating, which is good because then people won't criticize me for giving them even a dollar which certain other podcasts on the internet like to do to me. Lucy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, all right. But forget that. More important, Pokemon news. Pokemon. Pokemans and the Pokemans with the Pokemans. Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Soundtracks are available on iTunes for 10 bucks each. Yeah. <gasps> you stole my new story. Oh, is it? And I'm, oh, so I'm struggling. Good. don't have a date for the bank. Ah, except unless you're in certain Asian countries... The bank and transporter apps are back out in certain Asian countries. That is to say Japan? No. We don't know what they are. They don't say what they are. Um, oh, yeah, and, and Japan never refers to itself as an Asian country. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't know what they... It's just, I'm looking at the Twitter, it just says certain Asian countries. That's how they announced it. And what does that mean? Japan is Japan and everyone else is Asia. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. It, maybe it's available in Taiwan or something. The important part is they're rolling it back out, and we'll be able to get it probably pretty soon. So, so are you? Are you, is this something you guys really care about? Is no, not bank? anymore. I'm so done with the new Pokemon. I moved on. I'm playing other things. Right. Oh, I, oh, my gosh. Manny, you, you might be proud of me. What's up? I forgot a game that I finished this week. <gasps> Ocarina of Time on the 3DS. I finished it. What? You yep. finally beat Ocarina of Time. I did. It took I, you ten years. Ten but you years. Did it. I got the gold cartridges on my N sixty four. Got a few hours into it. Got tired of it. Wasn't ready for three D games. Was wanting another link to the past and not this action game. I'm starting to appreciate Ocarina of Time more and more now because through the lens of Dark Souls, um, which has taught me to be patient with three D third person action games, and so I'm actually starting to play and approach games differently. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Huh. So uh, with with Link to the... With Ocarina of Time, there's a lot of going into a room and clearing out enemies repetitively, and that just drove me crazy originally. But now I'm, it's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm used to doing this all the time in, uh, you know, Dark Souls. So I don't. It's funny that Dark Souls taught you that when most people learn that for the legend for what period of time. I don't like these these slow paced three D action games in general, or at least I didn't. And so I, I don't know. It, I just it's a it's been a weird journey for me. I'll, I'll put it that way. So now that it's done, you like it? Yes. Fun? All right. I do like it. Um, I I feel like I didn't find everything there is to find though, because it looks like there's a slot to upgrade my sword. And I, I could never find this, oh, no, the upgrade. No, you just didn't get the big Goron knife, right? Oh, really? It's 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 a really it's an oversized sword. Um, it's difficult to use, and most people just use it as a novelty. No, I didn't get it. I didn't. And I like know, the it, game has this built-in hint system, and I checked it before the last boss fight to make sure that I was wasn't missing any things that it was going to tell me how to get because it told me how to get other things and other magic upgrades and stuff, and it told me nothing 
about how to get this. Yeah, don't worry about it. Oh, it's just this thing where you know the big giant Goron on the top of the mountain. Yeah. He needs he needs eye drops, so you need to go run to this guy, and then you have to go get some eye drops, and then there's a timer, and if you don't run all the way back to him in like oh. three minutes from all the way across Hyrule, the, the eye drops expire, and you have to try again, and all you oh. get is this big old sword that's difficult to use, and it's hard you can't block with, and you can't use your shield with. Oh, but you need. Does it like break other people's parry stances or something? No, I think oh. you can get like a big Gorn sword that that breaks. Yeah, the and giant's the one nice. And it's unbreakable. What do you mean breaks? Use it on it. If you like swing it into a rock or something, the sword just snaps. Oh wait, so then I not only do I get that knife, I then have to upgrade that knife. No, I just think it's part of the side quest. Oh. Then eventually it becomes unbreakable, right? Okay. But I, I meant, could you break other people's parries with the, no, the large no, knife? No, parries. What are you talking? About? Like, I, well, although there, there is one, there is one advantage in that when you get disarmed of the master sword during the uh, final boss fight, I think you can still use the bigger. Oh, sword. oh, that's nice. I just used lots of arrows and hook shots. But yeah, he's right. I, used, I think I used, I, think I used the megaton hammer. <laughs> I, I realized I couldn't get around Ganon in his second form very well. I couldn't get to his back, so I was taking a lot of damage. I felt like is he I was targeting doing it way man. Wrong. Got to rotate, rotate, rotate. Oh, I was trying to, but it was like if you get in close, he slams you, and if you get if you're too far, you can't rotate around quickly enough. It's like, uh. hmm. yeah, I just remembering, and there was also the chicken stuff, and the you got all the skulk. What the skulk? No, called? I only got up to sixty three. All right, I don't know how many there were, so I never helped the last person, but it's okay because one hundred okay. in total. I think. Oh yeah, I wasn't doing that. No way. The Skull Tala quest is one of the things that made me tired of the game the first time around. So I decided not to pursue it at all this time. So I was really happy that I got like most of the upgrades out of it. So I, what's the last one you get? Another bottle or something? I think it's the Giant's Wallet, actually. Oh, yeah, because I need more money in that game. Yeah, so you can go to the Bomb Chu place and get your bigger... You see, yeah, everything, you don't need all the, everything. I, I, I had 500 coins for like hours and there's nothing to spend it on. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, I think, nah, whatever. Yeah, so I think I've learned the secret to Zelda games. Don't worry about the upgrades in the modern Zeldas. <laughs> I think that's the secret to most RPGs. Just don't worry about unless, all the stuff on the side. Unless it's Do upgrading you your health. You know, upgrading your health or defense, that, that's good. Other than that, uh, bomb chews are oh. worthless except for, I think, one room in the entire game. <laughs> Wait, you, you don't want to upgrade your bomb chew carrying capacity? No. I don't, because I need two at a time the one time I need them. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Anyway, that game's awesome. It's cool in 3D, and it looks real nice on the 3DS. Play it if you want to play it again. Um, but you don't need me to tell you that, because everybody knows that game. So now I'm excited, because I'm going to go play Link to the Past, which is like my true Zelda, like a real Zelda for me, because that's the way it should be, 2D-ish. <laughs> I guess it's in 3D now, so can't even say that all right i'll stop talking fable trilogy bundle february 7th the fable trilogy is coming xbox game store does anybody here care about fable anymore no no you never cared about fable anna yeah i did i liked the first one from what i've played of fable 2 it's a good game i never finished it fable 3 as i understand it has some um communication issues with the players to let them know what they're getting into near the end of the game um and other than that i don't know I know Sean hated Fable and Peter Molyneux and everything he stands for. Um, John, Manny, no feelings on Fable either way? 
I played some of Fable 2. I stopped about midway through. and never got back to it. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> okay. And John, John is abstaining from Fable comments. Fable? Uh, all I remember was, I think, Fable 3 vanished off Steam, like, before I was planning on picking it up during oh, a Christmas seriously? sale. Yeah, Fable 3 van- is one of those games that mysteriously vanished off Steam. Ah. There's, a, there's a few of them around. That's weird. It's, um, what? What's weird? Yeah, if you, if you look for Fable 3 on Steam, you see the video documentary, the opening trailer, and the announced trailer. <laughs> the game is not on it. <laughs> yeah, it disappeared around the beginning of December. Wow. I wonder what caused that. Fable 1, Fable of the Lost Chapters is here. Uh, yeah, we need to start getting used to that. That's going to happen more often as all no, of these, too. as all these licensing agreements and for various people in their own stores and all these deals expire. A lot of games are just going to start disappearing. Well, they probably pulled it because they're getting ready for this trilogy. Sounds like uh, that's kind of lame though, because it's for 360. It's not even for a PC. Ugh, whatever. All right. I wonder how long until like the the old Star Wars okay. games get pulled because Disney doesn't want to renew the licenses with whoever oh. made them. Oh, this is great. So, so Fable is... Trilogy oh, is different than the other. Th- Fable Anniversary is also coming out, which is a remake of Fable 1 and 2. Oh, my gosh. And Fable Trilogy includes, Fab- or not Fable 1 and 2, Fable 1 and Fable the Lost Chapters. And then Fable Trilogy includes Anniversary, Fable 2, and Fable 3. Okay, what are you going to say, Anna? So this next conversation is going to be a little bit of a longer one. Why? Well, Candy Crush Saga (laughs) has trademarked Candy Crush and Saga for use in entertainment. And in order to protect their copyright, they have sued the Banner Saga and are gearing up to sue other video games. They did not sue anybody. They They sent a letter. Yes, and... It doesn't mean much. Well, and... The company who makes the banner segger told them to go screw themselves, and they said, that's okay, we'll just take it through legal channels. Mm-hmm. So they have actually responded to that. Okay. So the problem is, is that they're also gearing up to go after other things with Candy and Saga in their name, like Soul Saga, which is a Kickstarter game that I backed. I want them to go after uh, Saga Frontier, because <laughs> that game shouldn't exist anyway, right? <laughs> no? This is... Saga Unlimited. Let's get that. Actually, I want them to go against uh, uh, someone with Saga in their name that, that has a gigantic legal department. Yeah, I think they the are probably is, smart is they... enough not to do that. Yeah. So the irony of this is that the problem is is that there's no there isn't going to be that big of a ramification against them because their biggest whales are casual players that don't pay attention to game news. So, and this was a story for like all of two days before something else popped up. That's all I heard about this week, actually. Really? <laughs> like people, yeah, yeah nonstop. Tra- n- nonstop people complaining or making jokes about trademarking the word candy or so, saga. Or people just saying this this company's evil. If you have, if you own any of their stuff, delete it now. I actually did that on my phone because um, I don't like the game anyway, so it wasn't a very hard decision. Yeah, I think I. No, wait. I know I know what I did. I took it off my main screen and now it's in a folder marked finance. <laughs> Just delete it, Anna. <laughs> she doesn't want to delete it. 
I, I probably will. Honestly, I've already blocked it off my Facebook because I think what they've done is incredibly obnoxious. Oh, that's where I deleted it. Yeah, my Facebook. I, I said, well, you are no longer entitled to all my personal information. Ha! <laughs> Feel that, that sting. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Can We don't want to say more than that, I guess. Yeah, this is dumb. I hope something happens where they it gets struck down. And I think it's office... funny. They make a little bit of money, and they think they're the new Zynga. But you know how this goes. They're going to be nobody in no time. Yeah, but someone will buy their trademark. <laughs> It'll be Tim Langdell. Well, you know, the good part is it's a trademark. It's not a patent, so it's not as valuable to be re-picked up because you well, need to... Well, you can you fight... To... Go ahead. I think from what I understand is that you can fight, like, uh, with a trademark... You can fight against it if you say it's something – if you can prove that it's something you came up with independently. And with something as common as the word candy or saga, oh. I think that's – you can prove that. Oh, even better than that, it's a trademark. So it only affects stuff that comes – that came out after the trademark was registered. But, but, but you know, you can see – you can totally see how they would argue we came up with candy blank on our own. We don't need – we never needed this. But like you get into trouble if it's something unique like say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, it's a little bit hard to claim that, oh, I totally came up with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on my own. I don't know what Hasbro is talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, trademarks are weird. All right. Yeah. Well, we need a lawyer to write in. Dark Souls 2. Oh, I think we covered that. Uh, oh, no. The Dark Souls 2 achievements have, have leaked out. Um, so... They give info on bosses and equipment and bonfire locations and stuff because apparently that's spoilers <laughs> to know where a bonfire is, but whatever. And, uh, yeah. And there's an achievement for dying the first time, which I think is awesome. Um, Borderlands 2's finally coming to PS Vita. They're actually going to do it. And... Uh, they gave a release date and then tweeted that the release date that was announced is wrong. <laughs> so they said it was coming out on March 18th and then tweeted that, no, that was an error. It's not coming out that day. But uh, yeah, Borderlands 2, it's actually going to happen, it sounds like. So who's been waiting to play Borderlands 2 on the Vita? Oh, me, 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 me. No, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> You're so full of it. Yep. <laughs> You want to play Lightning Returns Final Fantasy XIII and have the Spear of Summoners DLC with your Amazon pre-order, right? Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> so there's DLC from the Amazon pre-orders. Uh, includes Eunice Staff and Victory Pose. Um, pre-orders also get a Cloud Strife uniform and Buster Sword from Final Fantasy VII. So whatever their codes you get. I uh, don't want to spend too long on that because it's an advertisement, basically. And we talked about the demo. Final Fantasy XIV's got some news. They're getting new bosses and adventures with patch 2.2, which, you know, Leviathan's coming, which is a new some new primal, rather. Two new dungeons and a level 50 challenge dungeon. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares on the stream. Guild Wars 2... Uh, current storyline has its final battle. So their living world storyline that's the, that's been going on for a while, uh, the current storyline that they've had, um, they've got the fa- final boss out now. So if you've been waiting for that, Origins of Madness is out, and you can uh, it'll uh, it's uh, it, it's being released in stages over the next three months, but you can start it now. 
More importantly, Hearthstone is now an open beta. Everybody can go play Hearthstone. Woo! Nobody cares? Uh, well, that's because me and David already were in the closed beta. Yeah, me too, and Anna. But still, it's open. Now there's lots of people playing. It takes less time to find a match. and um... It is true. Less time to find matches is always good. Although David actually plays the game more than I do. He really, really enjoys it. I need more cards, and I don't want to spend money on the game. But I'm wondering if I should just spend money on the game, since it's a good game. Hmm. I, I'm finding myself having issues. As soon as I start constructing a deck, it puts me into a different pool of players. And those players tend to have cards. And they have cards that are good. And I don't know how to deal with that, because I don't have cards that are good. Hmm. I need to learn to play. I need an L2P for... Uh, for Hearthstone. Somebody help me with that. All right. It's out. It's a fantastic game. I love playing the game. You should all go play it. Um, yeah. And then uh, look me up on, on Battle.net. I am... I am... What is my tag? I don't even know how to find that. Oh. Nubuo. Open the friends list? No, no. I found it. N-U-B-U-O pound 1361. N-U-B-U-O pound 1361. You can add me. And uh, yeah, we can play. Well, that's uh, hash for those of us who don't oh, use hash. the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unsung Story, Tale of the Guardians. This is that tactical RPG that uses Matsuno's name, even though he's not really directing the game. Uh, if they hit, uh, let's see. So they've changed around all of their goals. Yeah, all their goals have been reshuffled, and they've added a PlayStation 4 goal, is is the... They've also added a concert. Yeah, great. Yeah, they're just... It, I just feel like they're getting terrible advice from somebody about this project. Why? Because it's things like one of their stretch goals is adding subtitles to cutscenes. Shouldn't that be standard? Well, apparently that takes money. Yeah, at 1.25 million, they'll come out with a PS4. At 1.5 million, the 3DS. At 1.6 million, a new game plus. Oh, these are stupid. These are all things that should just be in the game. See? See oh, what I mean? Oh, I hate this. They're well, at 422,000 out of like, 600,000. They're not even close to any of these goals. They put Vita before the 3DS. Oh, and still? the Vita version isn't going to be cross buy or cross save or cross play. Done. I'm done with this. Unsung story. I'm glad I pulled my funding from that. <sighs> I hope they make it and it turns out good, but I'm not going to back it. So, whatever. Speaking of talent being involved in games, uh, Monty Python and Harry Potter veterans, uh, John Cleese and Kate Beckinsale, specifically. Um, wait, which one is the Harry Potter one? Well, whatever. Uh, is, they're going to be lending voices to Elder Scrolls Online is the point. So there you go. They've also got, oh, Michael Gambon is the Harry Potter guy. So, oh, Malcolm McDowell from Star Trek Generations. Yeah, Wonder Woman. Like that's Linda how, how sad that he, that, he must that, think. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell's most remembered role is from Star Trek Generations. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He must be very <laughs> depressed about that one. Yeah, he's like, he was in Clockwork Orange, and what is, has he been in? Um, oh wow, I understand why. That's um, the Mentalist. Uh, Caligula. Oh wow, we're going back, huh? <laughs> he he did a voice in Metalocalypse, the TV series. 
a uh, bunch of episodes of CSI Miami. Did you know he was the voice of Mattel on Superman the Animated TV Series? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that is him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Mal- Malcolm McDowell does actually do quite a lot of pretty good quality voice work. He was Dr. Calico in the movie Bolt. He was President John Henry Eden in Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, Kane and Doomsday... Well, what is that? Uh, da, 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 da. War and Peace TV series. He was Prince Bolonsky. Yeah, whatever. Uh... Wow, he's been in a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. man. And gen- well, I say generally, his voice acting work is pretty good. Well, let's go down to the bottom of the list. Where yeah, so start- let's reduce all of everything he's been on to, to Star, Star Trek, Trek <laughs> Generations. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right on that. That's probably the wrong thing to credit him to. Um, wow, yeah, Caligula, <laughs> Cat People, Get Crazy, Gulag, Money, Carlo. I'm just reading things. I don't know which of these are good. Schweitzer played Albert Schweitzer. Tales from the Crick. One episode of Tales from the Crypt. Uh, wow. Star Trek Generations. Soren. There it is. 1994. He was a God, shaman. Did Gener- God, oh. did Generations come out in 1994? Yes. Yes. Jesus. In the US ver- dub of Fist of the North Star, he was Ryuken. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There's one you didn't know. Uh, no, I didn't know that. He played a character in the TV series Biker Mice from Mars. Really? <laughs> One episode. One episode, Aww. it looks like. Once Upon a Time on Mars 3, he was Dominic T. Stilton. Hmm. I don't remember that show. Do you, Anna? Oh, yeah. yeah I used to watch it. that show all the time. <laughs> I do I do remember that show. It was a... I think, in fact, wasn't it a British or Canadian? Ooh. I'm pretty sure it was Canadian because I'm pretty sure it was YTV. The, the video game for Star Trek Generations came out in 97, and he played the voice in that as well. That's generally because the Star Trek games tend to get most of the or most of the older ones did anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a couple. They got a couple in Star Trek Online, even. Pinocchio think, three thousand. <laughs> he was the voice of Scamboli. I don't know what that is. What? Hey, you say what you will. The guy likes to work. He likes getting the paychecks. He was Baron von Gulish in um, the episode "Billy and Mandy Save Christmas" of the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. He must be um, like you know what the grandkids need shoes. I'll voice your video game character. Great. Oh, of course, he's Dr. Lindemann in the TV series Heroes. Or David Daniel Linderman. Sorry, not Dr. Lindemann. Have you gotten to him, Anna? Huh? Have you met Linderman in Heroes? Because uh, he plays him. He's, he is Linderman. Yeah. I, I would recognize him. Oh, yeah. Because he was Principal Gibbons in Easy A, which is a fantastic movie. Yes, I remember that. And people, I know if you're turned off by the premise of Easy A, don't be. It's actually really well written. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, what else? Wonder Wo- Linda Carter's in the game from Wonder Woman. Um, Love Actually's Bill Nighy and Spider-Man 2's Alfred Molina. <laughs> Love Actually's Bill Nighy. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Right. Is, is this another one where they're crediting the wrong movie to this person? I don't know. But no, yeah. Actually, Love Actually. That's his best known role. Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, which is a British-made romantic, romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. Star Trek Generations. Malcolm McDowell. Paradox has announced some games. Paradox, um, best known for making lots of games that you've never heard of. Uh, like, like Crusader Kings 2. And Europa Universalis. Yep. Which I have as well. Yes. And Hearts of Iron 3, the other one. Yes. Um, let's see. They've announced uh, Rune Master, which is a role-playing game steeped in Norse mythology. Procedural maps and quests, says Polygon. They've got a trailer and... And uh, it's coming to unannounced platforms 
next winter, which means 2015, early 2015. I don't know what that means. Um, it's an Australian winter, European winter. I hate when they say winter. Probably European, because Paradox themselves, I think, are Swedish. Oh, that's right. Like, um, I know, I think, I can't remember which game, I think it's in Crusader Kings 2, in that I think in one of the Swedish kingdoms, uh, the Paradox development team are all um, uh, members of one of the courts in one of the smaller kingdoms in Sweden. Oh, cool. Is, uh, very per- minor characters. So. These are guys who own Gamersgate, right? Are they? Anna? Wait, who? Paradox. No, they don't know. Wait, Maybe? All their stuff's always on Gamersgate. And yeah, that's like how they give because, out their press copies. Yeah, but that's because Paradox is European and so is Gamersgate. Oh, okay. It's just a deal they have? All right. Yeah, I think so. I just associate them with them. Um, um, but yeah, no, the interesting one for me, I think, well, the interesting one I'm planning on getting is a gift, which is Hearts of Iron 4 for David, because he's the World War II buff. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it's not an RPG. That's what I didn't talk no, about. No, it's so, not yeah. an RPG, but I am... So it's the, a World someone, War II game that they're doing as well. So there some, you go. someone did actually mention. I, I can't remember where I saw it. I think it was on uh, the. Co- it was in the comments. I think for the article uh, announcing it. Um, in that, uh, if Paradox don't introduce a save converter from, uh, they they were joking that they could introduce a save converter from uh, Rune Master to um, Crusader Kings Two, which covers the, um, uh, which allows you to play as. Um, the uh, Norse rulers during the very early parts of the Middle Ages with one of the expansions. Because, you know, they released a um, they released a save converter to convert your Crusader Kings 2 save game into Europa Uvernosalis 4, which sort of takes place chronologically after Crusader Kings 2. It's quite clever. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I'm just confusing you, aren't I? Yeah, pretty much, but that's okay. <laughs> they had a Paradox Interactive Convention in Miami. They make, a lot of ga- they make a lot of games. They like, do. Uh, uh, they're not all great, but they make a lot of games, which are like good enough. And so people really like their strategy titles, I think. I think strategy games are the games in which they really excel at. Between yeah. Sadie Kings, Europa Venusalis, and the Hearts of Iron series, they've basically got a strategy game that covers like the start from the start of the Middle Ages up to the end of World War II. All right, well, uh, let's see, we covered that one already. Sony Online Entertainment, here we go. So this is great. First announcement, they're ending four games. Those games are Free Realms, Star Wars Clone War Adventures. And those two are closing March 31st. Vanguard Saga of Heroes and Wizardry Online. And those are closing July 31st? Yeah. For some reason, I only remember Vanguard Saga of Heroes as the, uh, uh, due to where I was hanging around on forums at the time, I often remember Vanguard being banding around as the f- game that would finally kill Final Fantasy XI because World of Warcraft didn't. Yeah, of uh, course. Well, yeah, uh-huh. about the- that. <laughs> yeah. Here's the funny thing about Eleven's Vanguard still going strong. <laughs> that I think most people don't know is a bunch of people that made EverQuest um, that didn't get invited to make EverQuest 2 were like, screw you hippies, we're out of here. And they made their own company and they tried making their own game. And like two weeks before it was supposed to launch, they completely ran out of money. They didn't even have money to print and ship physical copies of the game. And this was before the idea of digital downloads were really a thing. So they asked SOE to buy them. Yeah, I remember the Penny, uh, the Penny Arcade comic for that one. Yes. And so oh, SOE did, what? and 
they ended up exactly where they were like, screw you hippies, we're out of here. Within a year, basically everybody who made Vanguard left. Whoops. <laughs> I, so. I, I must admit, I, I'm, what I do kind of sometimes play, just like try to try some uh, MMOs occasionally, see if I like them. Vanguard was one I never tried. Yeah, ever. here was the problem with Vanguard, is it was really one of the first games that had a player-run economy and a player-run uh, crafting system, but it was never really fully fleshed out. So it, it was kind of like, do you remember Pirates Online, Chris? Pirates yeah. Pirates of the Burning Sea? Pirates of the Burning Sea, yeah. yep. So it was like that, except it was less complicated and less supported. Which one? Uh, Vanguard. Oh, okay. Did it have sailing around Florida? No. Okay. Well, I'm talking sucked. about the crafting system. All right. Well, that was my favorite part of Pirates of the Burning Sea was sailing around Florida. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get in on my pyramid scheme when we were playing Pirates of the Burning Sea? No. Okay. I got a lot of people in on that. Yeah, you never involved me in that. I think. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So. <sighs> Next, Sony Online is announcing a new all-access plan for $14.99 that gets you one subscription that gets you access to all of Sony Online Entertainment's catalog, which will soon be four games smaller. So, what do you get? You get access to DC Universe Online on PC, Planetside 2 on PC, EverQuest and EverQuest 2, Vanguard Saga of Heroes, and Wizardry Online. Now... Um, this this all access pass has been around for a while. They must be changing. the No, price. it used to be twenty bucks. Yeah, so um, they're lowering the price. They're lowering the price, and anybody who has an, an individual membership to just one game is getting converted automatically to the all access plan. Yeah, they're getting rid of the individual plans because yeah. I think the individual plans were ten bucks. It sounds like they might be upgrading the wizardry guys to the all access plan for a while, so they can try out other games, just as a way of saying, "Sorry, we're killing your game so early." <laughs> Which is too bad, because I always wanted to try Wizardry Online, but I guess um, I, I'm going to lose that chance soon. <laughs> All right, so so humor me. Why, why do you need an all-access pass to a free-to-play game? Um, uh, which one? Any of them. What do you get? Oh, are these well, all the free-to-play? Okay. Yeah, number yeah. one, they're all free-to-play. But in the case of EverQuest 2, it allows you um, access to the expansion content. I, these these so games, Some of these games like... have really big restrictions on the free-to-play, like to, right. with your inventory and trading and stuff like that. So, um, in the case of EverQuest 2, I think there's 10 expansions, and you get access to three if you're a free player, and all of them if you're an access pass. What about Planetside? Because I know that... I don't know. I always hear they're pretty good. Any of the other games, I'm sorry. All right. You'd have I always hear they're pretty good with their... There, uh... there is, like, a really handy chart somewhere well, on the... John so can probably think... just tell us. Yeah, I probably can, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you, okay, so what you get as a free to play? Okay, so the benefits to uh, being a member in Planetside 2, um, they increase for every month that you're a member, uh, but they increase up to a cap of uh, 50% additional resources, so that's the thing that you buy vehicles and grenades with, uh, 50% experience gain, like increased experience gain, uh, 300% passive certification points, they're the things that you buy new abilities with. Um, you get a, You get like a small package of them when you log in if you've been offline for a while a bit like almost like rest of the xp um basically uh so yeah you get 300 percent more of them if you're a subscriber and you also get 500 points of their currency um yeah. per month 
and I think some and some other minor stuff. I think. Uh, oh yeah, login login priority, uh, additional character slots, additional loadout slots. But it's only an increase from like three character slots to six or something. So, yeah. So it sounds like if you play like maybe Planet Side and EverQuest or something like that, it might be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Will this roll into EverQuest next? Uh, it says that it will, I think. Um, the, yeah, it will eventually expand to encompass EverQuest next and EverQuest Landmark. So, there you go. <gasps> there you yeah, go. And you it's $20 get, a month, right? It, no, 15 Oh. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like the price of a single MMO that you usually pay for, and it's, it gets you access in on all of them, which I think is a pretty good deal. You've got premium access to all these MMOs now. Assuming you like one of them, it's a good deal. Hey, <laughs> hey if you play two regularly, yeah. you'd be crazy not to. Right, right, right. Um, and then uh, there's discounts if you subscribe in three, six, or 12-month chunks, blah, 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 just like every other game. So that's, that's the SOE thing. Go check that out if you play those games. If you don't, uh, just ignore this. And that's all I got news for news this week. I gave you a news story in the Skype. Oh, oh, let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Oh, yeah, the Conan O'Brien thing. So I got that right here. Conan O'Brien's Clueless Gamer segments. Here's a shocker, everybody. Some games paid Conan O'Brien's show to have their game featured. I would oh. imagine um, it was all of them. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is shocking. No, Ow. it's not shocking at all. I mean, at the very least, we knew they were probably getting the games for free. So if nothing else, that was going on. And then probably having some support with that. And then, okay, big deal. All right. And I don't know. It bothers me. All right. I mean, they're so not maybe, reviews. I'm not so cynical. I'm not so cynical when, when he says, hey, they sent us this free game. We're going to check it out. I just I take him at his word and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going, oh, I bet he's getting paid under the table. I just go, fine. If that's what Conan said, that's what Conan said. Why try I doubt him? So here's like, oh yeah, they friend, they sent it to you plus thirty five thousand dollars under the table, you know, and you don't even say it's an ad. Come on. So some of the games that uh, developers who paid include Red Barrels for the the horror game Outlast, um, along with Amnesia: The Dark Descent and Slender: The Eight Pages. I know it's easy to say, of course, but in that case, it bothers me because they reviewed three games, two of them didn't pay, and guess what? He voted, he picked the one that did pay as the best one. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I just, I get it. You know, when it, when you say that well, they're paid wait, for wait, it, it wait. sounds so obvious. Well, keep in mind, he gives a ridiculous score that doesn't mean anything. So I don't know what it means by received poorly or being good. I mean, it's just the the off the cuff comments he makes, like, "Oh, that seemed pretty good," and then I'll give it a no, no. At the end, at the end of every one, he says, yeah, "Well, okay, he so says, this looks like a great game. Go pick it up. It's out now." Yeah, and then he says it's a 75 out of 3,422. No, but that's not the part that I get. I, oh, I okay. think the part that the endorsement is when he says, this is a great game, go pick it up now. Hmm. I don't know. Has he ever said it like that? All right. All right. No, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, usually he, you don't, you're not supposed to trust anything he says about these games. But. Well, no. Well, now that it's a, that I just, that's up front that it's an ad, I'll take, I'm less likely to watch it now. I mean, period. do you re- I. I mean, seriously, I never cared about his opinion on these games anyway. It was more about how no, he no, 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 no. But remember, we were talking about. Well, fine, forget it. No, you're saying that even his off-the-cuff reactions. Can't I be think some people now. would take it that way. Yeah. Me, like, I'm not going to buy a game because Conan said so. But right. you, come on, I, I can still mm-hmm. easily see people being influenced. Like, oh, Conan, thought, it was pretty funny watching him play that game. He looked like he was having a good time. Okay. Maybe I'll go look up a review. Whatever. 
Whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. Welcome to late night television, where a lot of the things that show up are sponsorship well, well, <laughs> related. Well, like look at you. I think when when game developers bring on stuff to Jimmy Fallon, I think there's some genuineness there. Yeah. Uh, no, you think Nintendo's paying for the slot too? Yeah. All right, everything's dirty. I think I think Fallon reaches out to them because of his interest in it. Yeah. I, I do. I do know that his interest in these things and covering these things matters and he wouldn't be on the show if it wasn't for him and what he likes but i don't know that that clears suspicion that some of the segments may result in sponsorship so that's all that's all i'll say about that there you go more if you want if you actually want quality video game content don't go to youtube either because all of those people are getting paid for by microsoft (laughs) (sighs) well that has been that um that little minor controversy about the um deal between mckinema and microsoft about xbox one promotions yeah um the reason we didn't talk about that is because the more i've learned about that over the week it seems like the real issue that microsoft was probably not involved in that in the least and the real problem was machinima on that one um how do I even go? To... You know what? Listen to this week's Cheap Ass Gamer podcast. They have an excellent analysis of the whole situation and how these ad buys work and how little Microsoft was likely involved to begin with um, and how it most likely played out. And uh, <gasps> what? Blitz may just accuse me of being a Conan hitter. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. No, it's Conan Bryant's fine. I got no problem with him. Oh, yeah, I don't even know how to explain that Machinima deal, but the point is that they were they were telling people not to disclose that they were paid sponsorships and people were freaking out because that violates the FTC guidelines, which it turns out aren't actually laws anyway, and the FTC has said they wouldn't prosecute anyone for violating those. They'd more likely go after the company and they'd be convicted of violating an actual FTC law and not the guidelines because the guidelines aren't legally enforceable and blah, 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 blah. Long story short... Some ad agency that Microsoft paid probably a large sum to spent four thousand dollars um, of that sum on machinima ad buys and blah blah blah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know the problem with me is I feel like you should advert you should be able to advertise anything you want in any clever way you want to. I don't care about that, uh-huh. but you know just. Throw a little disclaimer out there for the dumb people, yeah, or from the people who are too trusting, or from the people I mean, who are your fans. Machinima's gotten in trouble with stuff like this before. Like, what was it last year? Wasn't that whole Andrea Renee lady involved in some giant scheme over this as well? Ah, and don't get me started with her. Oh yeah, um, but it, I, I I learned that time not to trust Machinima. I, who trusts Machinima? <laughs> but I feel like you have to know these stories to be able to. to, to what if, I just feel like, what about the guy who just comes in and says, "Oh, yeah. these guys have some good opinions." All right. I, I just all I want is just everyone to be upfront. Just tell me it's an ad and that you got paid for this by whatever, and then I can if I I can maybe just laugh at your 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 funny little segment and go, "That was funny." Maybe I'll go check out the game instead of maybe thinking like, "Oh, he looked like he was having fun." Maybe I should, check. you know, just just just, just be upfront. Just. Who cares? After that point, if you tell me that you're a freak, I know you're a freak. Let's go out for coffee. Okay. Just be upfront. All right. That's all I care about. I think that's all I care about. Just, just. Right. I guess that's the part with the Conan thing. Is just because he was never upfront that these are commercials, even though it's, now that you look back. But I think the reason why it bothered me because the way uh, video game websites would 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 uh, push them around, right? 
Like it would show up on joystick and on, on, on Polygon. It would show up everywhere. People were like, oh, check out Conan. What he's doing? He's so crazy. <laughs> but I feel like if that was just uh, just a... Uh, well, it's kind of Polygon shtick is to publish everything, right? Yeah, I guess. But I just feel like they don't pub- a lot of these websites don't publish commercials. But as soon as it's Conan, they're willing to publish it. Do you know what I mean? I, I just care if it's funny. If I enjoy watching it, I don't care if it's sponsored or not. Because I, I, I'm not trusting it to begin with as a review source. So People were? Yeah, I don't know. I don't what, like Polygon reviews? No, um, <laughs> I don't trust that either. <laughs> no, I was talking about uh, the Conan O'Brien segments. Do you oh, trust Conan? Well, well. Do I trust Conan as a as a? Do you a trust? Do you tr- fine. Do, at this point, do you trust anyone for unbiased opinions on video games? I don't trust late night television. If that's nobody, what you're anybody, because we're talking about Machinima, and they're supposed to be independent. I, people. I never went to Machinima for anything, in, including right. game review opinions. Um, I trust personalities that I've gotten to listen to on podcasts to try and understand how much they actually know what they're talking about. So recent example just because you brought her up earlier andrea renee i wouldn't trust her review opinion um jeff canada i kind of understand what he's about so I, I would understand his review opinion and be able to get value out of it so that's i think that's what it's coming down to though if you yeah. want legitimate opinion, if you you got to know what somebody likes that's so much work though isn't it for just yeah. an average person but that's okay i enjoy since i enjoy the content and and this culture i'm okay with doing that work because i'm listening to these shows anyway oh Hey, there's a piece of news we didn't talk about. Oh, what's that? The fact that Nintendo is already planning on replacing the Wii U. <laughs> you want to know something? I was That's uh, just I was tragic. Ta- I was talking to another. I'll tell no, you. I no, got no. a story I'll, about this. I'll, I'll tell you the background. So Nintendo had their annual meeting this week, right? And Wada, amongst other comments, said that he wasn't stepping down. And then people asked for some clarifications on some of his statements. And he made three clarifying statements. He said that Nintendo is always doing R&D and that they're always looking to the future. And why is there Hearthstone music? I don't know. Uh, we already know that. Nintendo, th- all the companies start work on the next console as soon as the, as the previous one's right. released. But basically what ended up happening is, is out of these three clarifying statements we get this story every time right which were intended to be three completely different topics people mash them all together as of course they're making a new console and it'll be out really soon no and then some somewhere along the line this week some reputable specs and i'm air quoting that really hard some reputable specs came out to a Nintendo website, and everybody picked them up. You know, I haven't heard anything about the Santa, so please enlighten me. Um, hang on. This is the first time I'm hearing it. Actually, I was I was talking to some guys I hang out with, and they were t- one of them says, I know someone who works at Nintendo. Yes. And know who works with Nintendo, and this guy doesn't tell me rumors often, but when he does tell me some stuff, it's some serious stuff. And he tells me that Nintendo... is seriously working on the next, next system. It has next-gen specs, uh... It's going to happen wait. soon. Next gen as in better than PS4 and Xbox One? Or more like better than uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Oh. Well, that's not next gen. That's this gen specs then. Well, for make the sure Wii U, to, it's next sure gen. To drive it into him that, no, that's this gen. Don't call no, it next gen. No, for the gen. Wii U, that's next gen, I though. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, basically, these news website picked up the Fusion DS and the Fusion Terminal. Oh, the Fusion stuff. I right. did hear about this. Yes. So, so basically, two systems in one? Yes. Basically, the report is is that it's a Wii U instead that it, that instead of the Wii U pad being just the pad, it's the new DS. It's like the Wii. It's a portable Wii U that you can also plug into your TV, right? Right. The problem is is that the specs are all over the place. Hmm. Like it's an AMD built machine that has Qualcomm Adrenotech in it, and it's only got three gigs of RAM and just all sorts of weird crap about this that everybody's like, "What?" So if they were doing a mobile, you're saying Anna, they would have to, they would want to source the mobile and the and the console processor right. for and the I same mean, person. Some of the things that they're talking about are like, it's going to have GPS, GPS location technology, except Nintendo has come out and said, because of the way that they were burned with swap note, they are not considering anything like that for the oh, future. Oh, for goodness sakes. <sighs> they need to get over their, Scott, their swap note thing, which wasn't a thing. I'm curious, who would they go to to do both the mobile and the, and the desktop process? I only think of like Intel who's doing both reliably right, right and now. I mean, that's the thing. Is it's like we're talking about all these different weird things that don't, that don't or can't actually happen. So it's a bunch of baloney. And I'm really concerned with the state of the industry that they're picking this up as news. I mean, it was even on Yahoo Business. I mean, like, real news sites pick this up. Yeah, because when I go to business news, I go to Yahoo Business. It's Yahoo's You'd be surprised how many people do. Oh, all right. Because it's, it's a lot of people's homepage. They go there for the sports, and yeah. then there's the business section right next to it. So for those who are curious, this is kind of the, the, the specs and why I'm kind of waking out. Um, Bluetooth 4.0 compatible. Two USB 3.0 slots, a cable card slot, interface. What? Modes. No, no. Nintendo's not getting into cable cards. Right. This is baloney. We shouldn't even read the rest of these specs. Um, I was wondering why they even need USB 3 at that point. Four <laughs> nodes for four Wii U game pads. Disk drive plays Wii U optical discs with maximum of four layers. Holographic versatile discs okay. and a Nintendo 3DS Anna, card. Anna, slot. this is made up. All right, right? there's but no such are thing as a... this is news. <laughs> you know, this is a, remember that news story when uh, when the local New York news went out to the Apple launch of the new iPhone 5 and he said the iPhone 5 has a holographic keyboard and laser display, laser keyboard and holographic displays. It should no, be no. out this. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you guys the best part. It's Which, going to have an inductive charging surface for Fusion DSs and Wii Remote Plus controllers. And that's actually, that's the most believable part of everything you no, just said, Those Anna. Except for, except for the no, Wii they're not actually. Oh, induct- yeah. Anna, my toothbrush has an inductive charging circuit. Inductive charging is old. That is nothing new about inductive charging. And yeah, but I don't believe it when they're saying it's going to be this massive surface for, for your phones. Wii U. And if it's expensive for phones... It's then... expensive for phones because it's an add-on thing and you usually have to replace the battery. Right, but if it's expensive for phones, it would carry that... No. It would have to Anna, be expensive for Anna, these things. Anna, Induction charging is not expensive. Trust me. 
<laughs> it is the most reasonable thing you just listed. I I don't know how to emphasize that. I enough. don't believe it though, just for the simple reason because now they're now they're building up this this weird flat surface on there that can hold that can charge two. Well, it'll uh, be a pad, two... right? That you set it down on. I don't know. No, because if it's going to be built into it, it's going to be built into it, right? Hmm. Oh yeah, and okay. hang on, we got the specs for the DS, the Fusion DS as well. Two motorized circle pads with haptic feedback. Ooh. Yeah, because that's working out so well for the Steam controller. Thumbprint security scanner with pulse sensing feedback. Oh, come on. Three axis tuning fork gyroscope, <laughs> three axis accelerometer, and a magnemometer. Nintendo doesn't know what half these technologies are. Exactly. <laughs> 3G chips with GPS location. Wait, now Nintendo's going to partner with AT&T for 3G? North right. Oh. I hope not. Oh, man. So... This is probably the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. And it spread like wildfire. What would be hilarious, though, is that what? we come to E3 this year and it's all true. I no. would ship. I would crap bricks. It'd be so funny. It'd be funny, yeah. I would well, yeah, laugh. I, mean, I, I think would that this sort of... Implode. I, I mean, I think that the idea has merit. I think that Nintendo really has been moving towards something like this because their handhelds sell like gangbusters and their consoles don't. So if the only way to keep them competitive in the console market is to combine it together with their handheld, then fine. That's at least I get a that logical I get... leap. But these but, specs but are they are gonna ridiculous. undercut their Are they going to undercut their popular 3DS just because their Wii U is not popular? I don't know. Because... No, it sounds like they have to I mean, undercut both at the same time. Right, and that's the problem. So I don't know. This we're also talking about a, a console that they're not even going to announce for five years. I mean, they would have to literally deep six the Wii U. And it sounds like a lot of people are saying they should because well, it's so, a lot uh, of people are saying they should, but it's Nintendo. And but they should have done that with the to. Wii and the GameCube and the. They don't do that. I mean, people forget that the Nintendo sold really well, and the Super Nintendo Wait, sold less, uh, yeah. and the N64 sold less than that, and the GameCube sold less than that. And then the Wii was a massive breakout success. And now we're back to the Wii U selling less than the Wii. Well, we're also talking about a company that has an $8 billion war chest right. and no debt, yeah. unlike Sony and Microsoft. So they're in, actually, Nintendo's in really good position to just ride this out. And have their next console, if they really want it to be, be technically on par with whatever Sony and Netflix I would and I would believe you, Chris, console. if they were a privately held company, but shareholders. Are, what what are they going to do? What are the shareholders going to do? Vote out the people in charge? Sure. This is a Nintendo. This is a Japanese company. It's, I know. I know. It's that. never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> if it were an American company, I guess it'd be more of a concern, right? Because you have to have, you know, basically every company has to have this Malthusian chart that endlessly goes up into, you know, their profits and growth is endless, more so than there are people on the planet. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I think the conclusion that we want to have to the, to end this is that these specs are garbage. Don't believe them. No. The idea has merit. Wait for four or five years until they actually announce this because they are making a new console now. Maybe so that's what we'll Sony see. Microsoft. It'll be a five-year console cycle instead of like seven or eight, eight like it yeah. was last year. I Maybe think, that's what we'll see. Yeah. I think that we're going to see start seeing a shorter cycle from... If Nintendo continues the way that they're doing it now, we're going to see a shorter cycle for Nintendo and a slightly longer one for Sony and Microsoft. And I don't see that necessarily as a bad thing. 
So I have to know. I wonder what are they going to show at E3 this year? Do we have any idea? Games, 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 you, games. What kind of games? Do we have any idea or first party no. games? <laughs> it, it'll like be what? like you, it'll be like the Wii generation all over again, Manny. Some first party games, a lack of third party support, and we'll keep people just keep complaining. So was it going to be like a new? Is going to be Wii U Mario Kart, Wii U Zelda, Wii U Mario Galaxy, a new Donkey Kong, yeah, Wii U. Wii U Metroid. Well, don't forget that some of the games yeah, that you're that'll talking be the about won't even be out before E3. Like, you know, I don't think Smash Brothers is planned to be out before no, E3. No, guys, guys, what we'll have is, yeah, Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, if they're not out yet, um, we might see... And even see, if they are. We, if they come out in May, they're going to be at E3. Okay. We might also see um, the... Uh, what's it called? Uh, oops. I just damaged myself. Um, we Metroid? might also see oh. uh, the new Zelda. Mm-hmm. Because they've been talking about that for a while, remember? Um, so we've been waiting to hear more on that. Do you think they'll announce a new Kirby 3DS? Of course. Why mm-hmm. not? That doesn't mean anything. They already did. Yeah. Do you think we'll actually see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be on one station like normal. <laughs> it happens every year. There's nothing. There's no surprises. I mean, what the the important part of E3 with Nintendo lately is whether or not there are any unannounced RPGs for the portable systems that are on their show floor that we didn't know about. And that that's what you go to E3 to see for for RP gamers every year uh, if you're wondering. So but we'll the see if that's is, the case this time. We know there's no new Fire Emblem coming this year. Okay. We are fairly certain there is no new Mario and Luigi or Paper Mario. Mhm. And other than that, what RPG series does Nintendo First Party hold? Golden Sun? No, that's Camelot. Yeah, it's still always published by Nintendo, though, Anna. Yeah, but it's not developed by them. So? Mm. Don't they own... What's the relationship with Camelot? Like, I thought they Camelot's owned them. Camelot's like a, is a second party, right? They own them. Yeah, I don't know. More or less. So they either own them outright or they're a second party developer. Um, Let's see. How well did the last Golden Sun do? Because I can still find sealed brand new copies of Golden Sun for like eight dollars on store on shelves. On the not DS? as well, not not as well as the GBA ones. Yeah, the GBA yeah. ones did much better. Uh, so it sounds like this is going to be a game show, not a hardware show, which is, is good. That's what E three should be. Yep. Uh, yep. Agree. So we'll and- we'll be revisiting this topic in four months. In literally four months. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we'll be talking about, oh, it's, they're going to announce the fusion today. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to have some pretty interesting news coming up to E3. Is it Natsume related? Not necessarily. Okay. That's right. This year, we're giving out uh, Liger plushies because we ran out of every other animal. <laughs> Maybe I'll get mu- maybe I'll get mugged again for hide and CC kit packs. Mm. I'll bring embers. We have a bunch of torchlight two bags we need to give away. Yeah, we got to put together. We we're gonna but upgrade. But that should do the packs, I guess. But we're we're gonna upgrade the um box of random things into bags of random things. Yeah, the back bag of crap. Yes. Because <laughs> our our boxes. Okay, I'm ignoring the chat channel. Yeah, just ignore it. 
Oh my gosh, I totally... Yeah, so we were just gathering up a box of stuff that we were going to raffle off on the podcast, but it has since exploded out of the box. And we also found like a dozen Torchlight 2 bags that we never gave away. So we're going to load up all the bags and do a raffle for those instead. That sounds like a great idea because then you get you get more people getting more stuff. Yep. And it's, it sounds like fun. You can do it throughout the entire year because swag is evergreen. <laughs> So I have some stuff I want to get rid of too. I'm, I'm doing a purge in all soji, as the Japanese would say, and just trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff and you know declutter my life. I, uh, yeah, I like that idea. I should do that too. I wonder if he shouldn't hang I'm on gonna to that box to do it. and I'm give it to house. us at E3 <laughs> say or what, mail Anna? it to us. What, I wonder if if he's doing that. If it's all show swag, he should mail it to us or give it to us at E3. Uh, uh huh. That means you guys have to fly back with it, though. Yeah, yeah I don't want to do that. <sighs> Anna doesn't mind having large bags on airplanes, and I do. Yeah. We'll see. All right. We'll All right. Um, oh, uh, we've picked our E3 hotel, so if you want to troll us at E3, um, uh, we're somewhere on Wilshire Avenue. <laughs> Wilshire? <laughs> what an out-of-towner. <laughs> hey, aren't it's we Wilshire. across from the noodle place? We are Wilshire. near a Korean barbecue, I hear. Oh, yeah. You're, you're joking. You're in Koreatown. The... Every other store is a Korean barbecue. That's great. How close are we to that noodle place that I really badly want to go back to? Not close at all. Damn. The ramen um, place actually, that takes three hours to wait for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we can well, take the actually, subway over. You're right. You're, you're over like in 15 minutes on the subway. Yeah. Sweet. But um, well, Let me I don't, tell you, Anna. This Anna, E3 don't hotel that. is much better than the one they, uh, Chris wanted to get you in. <laughs> it, was some, it, was, it was in this kind of slum. When I heard Near about MacArthur it, I'm like, oh. Park. I like I live in Los Angeles and I don't want to go there. <laughs> and apparently the room has like bed bugs. No, like, it, like they renovated the old hotel. <sighs> I read I read a Google review from October that talked about bed bugs in 2013. Yeah, okay, because I nothing like that on TripAdvisor. Once they renovated, the, like the hotel reviews were like completely different. So. I, I started reading some Google reviews on Google. It, well, either way, though, Chris has said it's a pretty decent. Like the block I'm on is pretty. The, the hotel yeah, the pretty block. Decent. Yeah, don't leave and then your I think, block. Like, yeah, but you need to walk four to get food or four to go to the subway. <laughs> no, there's a McDonald's. The there's a McDonald's or a Seven Eleven across the street. They said. <laughs> let me let me put it this way. Anytime there's a slum, you stay away from the McDonald's and the Seven Eleven. <laughs> The only way that could be worse if that McDonald's was replaced with the checkers. It's not a then you know you're slum, some real trouble. Is it? Oh, are you kidding me? I don't know. You you have to educate me. It didn't okay, sound like it was a I, slum. It sounded like it was just not a nice place to hang out. I'm not even okay. This is a little story for everyone. I'm not even joking when I say this. This is not an exaggeration. So um, about <laughs> um, I know I have to say that. So uh, so about a few years ago, maybe uh. Like maybe two or three, four years ago, Sony actually had one of their blog parties. When that's when they started inviting people to E3, they had one in MacArthur Park because it was like a tamale place. And I just know that you know some San Francisco hipster because you know uh, a lot of the, the blog people are based in San Francisco thought like, oh, tamales, that's so authentic. Let's go there. <laughs> I'm not even joking with you because when I got there, when when I got out, it's like I, when I got out of the MacArthur station, I walked out of the subway, and within like. Walking like two steps outside of the station, outside of the gates, I got asked immediately, fake ID, you want to buy fake ID, fake ID, you want some fake ID, man? I'm like, well, that was a little weird. And I kept on walking two more feet. Hey, man, you want a fake ID? You want a fake ID? Go got some fake IDs right here. How old did oh, they I'm think like, you were? They asked that to everybody. 
Well, what do, uh, what do walk- normal people need a fake ID for? Uh, in MacArthur Park, to be, you need a fake ID to prove you're legal. Oh, I see. <laughs> there's, there's multiple reasons you, why you look illegal. <laughs> so you can drive, and even though you don't have a license, or in MacArthur Park, there's a lot of reasons why you need a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk three more feet. I'm like, I'm like, wow, that was weird. Twice in like two minutes, and I walk. For, for, I get to the corner. I'm waiting for for the light to change. It's like fake ID, man. You want a fake ID? Fake ID. It was like three complete separate people who did not know each other. We're not together. Ask me for a fake ID. So then I'm like, okay, not. not. I'm at MacArthur Park. Welcome home. <laughs> so then I walk across the street, and then we're waiting in line for this thing to start. And um, as they're setting up to set up the the you know the, the Vita the, the the Vitas and the PSPs that people are gonna get to play and set up the food, you can see as the taxis roll up straight from LAX, the the the, the San Francisco hipsters who thought this would be such a great place, they get out of the cab and you, the looks on their faces is like a mix between the women have this look of horror on their faces and Wait, the men. Who, who suggested this? The PlayStation blog people. Someone from the PlayStation blog said this oh, is a great place to do. Yeah, but obviously, oh, huh? You heard them say this. No, no, they oh. they picked it. it. It was their party. It was their event. They get out and they're like, oh. <laughs> but you can tell the person who picked it has never been to Los Angeles or is not from the area because they never would have chosen this place. Mm-hmm. So as they get out, like the women just go like, oh, my God. Where are we? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I the guys the Park about, was cleaned up, no? Yeah, it's cleaned up, but it's still kind of just like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Come on, like like, like back where I grew up, like where I grew up over in Van Nuys. Like, yeah, it's much better than it was in the '80s. But come on, man, we're having a party. Let's go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So no, it's just funny. The men they, they had the frilled hair, but like, oh my god, oh, where are they? Oh, 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 it was just so funny <laughs> to see like like the look of horror in all these white people's faces that they realized, oh, this is not what I. This isn't San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, in San Francisco, they got this, like, this great burrito culture where you can just, like, everything is, like, got some flavor. You can go wherever. You can go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, let's go down this burrito joint. It's going to be fun. It's so authentic. And they come over here. It's like, oh, Los Angeles is not well, that. Wait, 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 wait. Were the tamales any good? No, it was it was really mediocre food. Oh, really? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I mean, it was all part. vindicated by being this no, authentic tamale. No, that was the worst tamale. part. The food wasn't even oh. good. That was the worst part. It's like the ramen. We only go there because it's ramen, not because it's good ramen. <laughs> oh, see, that's the that's the bad thing about Los Angeles. This city so old that like, if you want like good Chinese food, you don't go to Chinatown. You go to Monterey Park, where all the Chinese people actually left to. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm being serious. So, if, if you want good Japanese food, should you I go not to, be like, excited about Koreatown then? No, Koreatown's legit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Koreatown's legit. There's some, there's lots of Korean people and they will not look at you and talk to you because you're not Korean. So it's it's a legitimate Korean neighborhood. They will not look. Oh, I did it again. Damage myself. All right. So there you go, everyone. Come join us. We're having an E3 meetup at the Korean barbecue on the corner of blah 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 blah. That's right. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, if you'd like to leave feedback for the show, it's podcast at rpgamer.com. Um, tell us what you need a fake ID for. <laughs> That's our question of the week. And you can also leave us feedback on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. And our phone number is 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. That's 608-729-4098. Operators are standing by to take your call now. And we'll see you next week. Um, yeah. All right. Till then, bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye now. <laughs>